Welcome to the Anchored Podcast with Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I am so excited that you've tuned in, and it is my prayer that these messages will always help you to remain anchored, regardless of what storm or what season you're navigating. I pray that God would speak to your heart today and that you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Stay connected to Fellowship Chicago. This is Pastor Reginald Wayne Sharp Jr. I pray you stay anchored. Peace, peace. Come with me to Genesis chapter 41. Genesis chapter 41, verse 50. Genesis chapter 41, verse 50 through 52. Genesis chapter 41, verses 50 and 52. I want you to, uh, yeah, God done gave me something, y'all. And, uh, and it's one of them sermons, I don't know how it's going to come out, but I know I'm going to have fun trying to get it out. Genesis, Genesis chapter 41, verses 50 through 52 reads like this. Before the years of famine came, Joseph had two sons from Azanoth, daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, born to him. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh. Let the church say Manasseh. For he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. The second he named Ephraim. For God has made me fruitful in the land of my misfortunes. Key, key, key verse 51. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh. For he said, God has made me forget. I want to talk today from this thought very simply. I can't remember. Thank you. You may be seated. I can't remember. Tell your neighbor beside you, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. Um, reading an article in the Time magazine entitled The New Science of Forgetting, new scientists and psychologists have teamed up to discover that there are some updates when it comes to memory. Um, that we used to think that to forget was the failure of memory. But now new science is showing that you forgetting is not just the failure of your memory, it is a force that's necessary. That literally your brain is wired to forget some things on purpose. The same way your brain releases neurons and transmitters and all kinds of activity to preserve information. The same amount of energy works in our brains to make sure we don't remember everything. If we remembered everything, we wouldn't have space for new things. And so your brain is wired to forget certain things so you don't walk around not being able to ascertain new things. So I told y'all a couple weeks ago that I locked myself out of my laptop. Told y'all that I was on the phone with Apple tech support 
for one hour, one day, and the next day I was on the phone for more than an hour on that day because I had locked myself out, forgot my password, and, and finally after being on the phone for an hour on the second day, I said, ma'am, I have a paper to write. I can't keep going back and forth, clicking control, alt this, and, and command R, and com I, I can't keep doing this with you all, ma'am. I love you, and I appreciate you, but I got to get my work done. What do you recommend? She said, you've got to go into the store. I said, well, what's the earliest I can go in? She gave me a time. Within the time I was talking to her, in about two Two hours I could get in around 11.50 that morning and so I made my way over to the Apple store with my laptop in my book bag sat down and in 10 minutes the app support the Apple tech support person in the store was able to resolve my issue I was able to type in a new password and free myself from the bondage of procrastination that I already deal with but on top of procrastination now I had a situation where I couldn't actually get into my laptop so I asked her because I'm a preacher and I'm looking for preaching everywhere everything preaches to me and so I said ma'am tell me please how were you able able to fix this laptop in 10 minutes she said well what I had to do was erase the memory of your failed attempts and I had to connect you to a different power source you had attempted to type in so many different passwords that your laptop set up an invisible white wall against you because it thought somebody was trying to enter the laptop who didn't own the laptop so I had to erase the memory of your failed attempts connect you with a different power so that you could finally reset your password and get on to where you need to get to. Come here church. We serve a God who has the ability to erase the memory of your failed attempts. Erase the memory of what people said about you. Erase the memory of the moments in your life you are really embarrassed and shame-filled about. God has the power to do what Apple Tech Support did for my laptop. God can erase the memory and connect you with a different power so you will have enough power to get the resets you need in your life. I'm preaching already. Somebody in this room ought to thank God for the stuff you can't even remember. It's some stuff you've been through that people ask you, who was that that said that I can't even remember because God will clear out the memory of your mind to make new space for fresh revelation, fresh opportunities, new seasons, new beauty, new blessings. But if all of that stuff is clouded in your mind, you don't even have space for new things that God is trying to download in your spirit. Somebody ought to take 10 seconds without me getting loud and thank God for the stuff he moved out your memory have you ever had something happen in your life and you remember the event but you still don't feel the emotion because even if I remember the event God will release me from the emotion and the feeling that I had about the event 
so yes you did lie and five years ago every time I thought about you I would be filled with festivity and I would not be able to contain myself if I saw you in the street or if I saw you at the mall because you were gearing yourself up of how you were going to clap back and get them back but now five years later while you still remember the event God has released you from the emotion now you can walk up to the same people who you know did you wrong no didn't apologize never asked for forgiveness and you can walk right up to them and say how you doing how your mama how your brother how your sister and you can talk to them like you don't even remember that's what's going on in the text today we hanging out with Joseph the youngest son of Jacob whose name was changed to Israel and y'all know what Joseph went through betrayed by his brothers thrown in a pit sold into slavery he was he was manipulated by Potiphar's wife and thrown into prison and from prison God elevated him to be second in command in Egypt but before you get to the elevation do you know the devastation that young Joseph had to live see people see your elevation uh oh but they don't know the years of devastation Genesis 37 verse 2 says that when all of this started for Joseph he was 17 years old and the text says in chapter 41 that when he is lifted as the governor of Egypt as second in command of Egypt he's 30 when he was 17 all this mess went down and he's not lifted till he was 30 13 years of pain 13 years of betrayal 13 years of trying to act like you are okay when you're not okay 13 years of carrying trauma 13 years of wondering why your own family sold you out when they should have been covering you up 13 years your best energetic young years were spent trying to fight for your life because people who should have had your back were looking for a place to put a knife in your back can I holler at the millennials and the Gen Zers who can say I'm young but don't get it confused I've been to hell and back. But God, when Joseph's first son was born, he named him Manasseh because God has made me forget all of the hardships that I've endured from my father's house. You know we'll talk to your neighbor church. Can you tell your neighbor, welcome to your Manasseh season. This is the season where even you're going to be confused of why you so nice. This is your season where you're not even going to want to talk about what you've been through in the past. Somebody going to walk up to you and say, girl, I remember. I don't remember. I, I, I don't even want to remember. I'm so glad I'm in a new space, got a new boo and a new job with new joy, new strength, new rest. Do you see this new swag, this new wig, this new weave? Do you see how new I, everything new, 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 everything new, new. Anybody don't have time to talk about yesterday because Somebody holler, Manasseh. I, I, I can't even remember. So, so let's just walk through just for a minute how it is that God will hook you up where God will literally take pieces of your memory so that you will be free enough 
to enjoy the fruit of your new season. Here it is. How, how, how will you be able to say like Joseph, I can't even remember, I can't remember. Number one, Joseph was grounded with the right focus. He was grounded with the right focus. Now, I read verse 50 to you in chapter 41, but we got to moonwalk all the way back to verse 14. Can we walk? Can we walk? The text is so good. It preaches itself. It's not even deep today. It's just direct. Y'all see verse 14? It's coming up on the screen. Then Pharaoh sent for Joe, and he was hurriedly brought out of the dungeon. When he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said to Joe, Hey, Joe, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joe said to Pharaoh, it is not I. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. Pharaoh had a dream. He saw seven fat cows. Then he saw seven malnourished, skinny, frail cows. And uh, before the dream ended, the frail, malnourished, skinny, fat, uh, skinny cows ate up the fat cows. He woke up in a panic and finally went back to sleep. Next dream, it's in chapter 41 in verse 1 through 6 or 7. Read it if you don't believe me. Next dream, he, he has a dream about these full, full and firm ears of corn. He sees seven full, firm ears of corn. And then he sees these small, diminutive, minuscule, malnourished ears of corn. And before the dream ends, the skinny, malnourished, frail ears of corn eat up the full, firm, healthy ears of corn. He doesn't know what to do. He talks to the magicians and he talks to his leaders and his cupbearers and his armor bearers. He said, anybody can tell me what this means. And the cupbearer who used to be in prison remembered there was a man named Joseph who interpreted a dream for me and a baker while we were in prison. And nobody else could do it. They called for Joe. Joseph now has the audience with the most powerful man in Egypt. And when Pharaoh says, I hear you could do it, Joseph says, it's not me. It's God. Who's going to give you the answer that's going to give you rest? Y'all sleep. It's not me. It's God. That's going to give you the answer that you need. That's going to satisfy your restless spirit. It ain't me. It's God. I know it ain't me because I wouldn't even be standing here talking to you if it was me. It was God who kept me in a pit. It was God who took me to Potiphar's house and made me second in command there. It was God who even after his trifling wife lied on me, who gave me favor with the jailers. It was God. And whenever you are grounded with the right focus, you are setting yourself up for God to wipe the slate clean in your life. When you don't have any trouble giving God glory, God doesn't have any trouble healing your story. But that's the problem with some of us in church. You sit through the whole service like you did us a favor by showing up. We would have had church if you stayed home because there are too many of us up in here that know it wasn't me. 
I work where I work because of God. I live where I live because of God. I am who I am because of God. I made it where I made it because of God. And I will never become arrogant and full of myself because if it had not been for the Lord, I am a vessel, I'm a vehicle, but I am not the one. Is anybody around here? No, it ain't, it ain't you, it's God. If I am a dream interpreter, it's because God gave me the gift to do it. If I am anointed, it's because God gave me the oil for it. If I am successful, it's because God gave me the strategy for it. And sometimes I didn't deserve it. He just gave me the grace for it. I'm too loud, I'm too loud, I'm sorry. I'm too loud. Be grounded with the right focus. I don't care how high you go, you keep pointing up. He was grounded with the right focus. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's how God made sure that he couldn't even remember the pain. He kept him grounded with the right focus. But then watch this. Our God kept him filled. Kept him filled. Somebody say he was filled. Our God kept him full or kept him filled. Whichever grammatical way you want to say it. Verse 37. Here it is. So, 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 so watch it now. Joseph in, interprets the dream, helps him out, gives him not just interpretation, but gives him insights on what he ought to do. Because the dream is really about seven years of plenty are going to be eaten up by seven years of famine. He said, you're going to have seven good years, but you better be wise in them seven good years because you're going to have seven years of plenty and surplus, and then you're going to have seven years of famine. But if you're wise when you got surplus and extra, you'll be able to survive when you have a famine. He helps him understand and interpret the dream. Then here comes verse 37. The proposal that Joseph gave pleased Pharaoh. Verse 37 is in your Bible. Let's you tore it out. And all his servants, Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find anyone else like this? One in whom is the spirit of God? Can we find anybody else like this? Pharaoh, who's an Egyptian, says, can we find anyone else like this? One in whom is the spirit of God. One version says, can we find anybody else like this who is full of God? I don't know if this sermon makes sense to you yet, but let me make it real, real simple. When you are full of God, It's hard to be full of mess. When you are full of God, it's hard to be full of hatred. One way God protects your memory is he'll fill you up so much that I don't even have the energy to retaliate. I don't even have the energy to get revenge. I don't even have the energy to respond. I will leave you on red and never say nothing because I'm so filled with God. Have you ever wrote out the email and the text message and God told you, now delete it? You were ready to read them for filth. And God said, don't say a mumbling word. I will fight the battle for you. Hush, be still, cease, desist, be still, and know I am God. I'm big enough to fill you up. And yes, you may hurt, but my presence will overwhelm your pain. Even your enemies will see that there's something rare about you. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? 
when God fills you up, people that don't even know God like that have to look at you and say, it's got to be God. How is she so nice after all that trauma? How is he so worshipful after all that sickness? How are they still in church fighting in the middle of cancer diagnosis? It's because I've been filled up. Y'all not feeling me? Uh, every now and then, I buy new shoes. I don't buy them often. But every now and then, deep, I got to get me some new shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially dress shoes because y'all see everything up here on this pulpit. I remember when I first got here, my shoes were unshined and dusty. One of the deacons politely said, Rev, may I take you? To get your shoes shined. So every now and then, I just go invest in a decent pair. Because I know y'all can see everything from the rooter to the tutor. So every time I get a new pair of shoes, this is my most exciting part about getting. I like to see how they stuff the shoe. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Especially when I'm getting brand new church shoes or dress shoes. Like, like when you pick them up at a really nice store. It's heavy. And they have a shoehorn in it. And they put that paper in the shoe sometimes. And all they trying to do is keep the shape of the shoe. It's filled up to hold its shape. My grandma didn't have all that money for them fancy shoehorns. She bought up newspaper. I ain't got no old school saints in here. Ball up some magazine paper, stuffed it in the shoe. And the reason was, I got to keep the shoes shaped. Some of y'all ought to thank God you've kept your shape after all you've been through because you were full of God. All right, all right. Told you I'm happy about this one. God will help you not remember if you stay grounded with the right focus. God will help you not remember because God will literally keep you filled. But here's another one. You will not be able to remember like Joseph because you have a gift to see the future. All right. Verse 25 through verse 36. I just told you he interprets dreams. It ain't deep. But Joseph has the divine ability to see the future. Everybody don't have that. Everybody can't see the future. So people that can't see the future become intoxicated with the past. People that can't see tomorrow become drunk off of today. And the most frustrating thing for any Christian or believer or human is to be able to see ahead what nobody else in your family can see. To be able to see a vision that none of your friends have caught on to yet. To be able to see where you're going and what you need to survive and succeed when you get there. But everybody else is stuck in, tomorrow, in yesterday and today and they missing tomorrow. I came to talk to the seers. And for the next 10 seconds, we about to shake hell simply because we're going to announce today our future is more powerful than anything we've already come through. 
If you don't see nothing, don't say nothing. Sit right there with your legs crossed, playing on your phone. But if you see yourself happier, see yourself healthier, see yourself wealthier, see yourself more peaceful, see your family with all the debt canceled. Open your mouth over what you see in your future. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Open your mouth and praise him. How about somebody say, I see some stuff. I'm looking for a miracle. Expect the impossible. I see the invisible. The sky is the limit to what I can have. Don't bring up my yesterday. Don't talk about my mistake. Stop getting high off my failures. God's got something. Look at your neighbor and say, I see the next 14 years and it looks better than it looks right now. Seven years of plenty and seven years of struggle, but even through the struggle, God will keep you. It don't even matter what happens. You're going to be kept regardless. You're going to be shielded regardless. People are going to come to you for help. I see it. Wait, wait, wait. I hear fresh from heaven. Look at somebody and say, stop looking. For an example, you are the standard. People are going to watch what you do and get their cues from your anointing. They're going to get their ideas from your faith. Stop looking for somebody to do it first and walk by faith. Open your mouth and praise them for your future. Praise them like you see it. Praise them like you receive it. Praise them like you know it's already all right. I'm sorry. Touch yourself and say, I see better for us. I see happier for us. I see more fulfillment for us. We ain't gonna struggle with these bills forever. So when you start praising God, you got to tell people, I'm sorry. I ain't shouting over where I am. I'm shouting because I see where I'm going. So, watch this. Can I give you one more for free? Shake your neighbor's hand and you sanitize later. Say, neighbor, God will heal your memory because you're going to keep Gaining new favor. Verse 39. Y'all read it with me and I'm done. I'm going to close the sermon right here. Verse 39. Here it is. Verse 39. Y'all see it? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, read it with me. Since God has shown you all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house and all my people shall order themselves as you command only with regard to the Pharaoh uh-huh only with regard to the throne will I be greater than you the only person over you is me verse 41 and Pharaoh said to Joseph y'all got verse 41 and Joseph and Pharaoh said to Joseph read it see I have set you 
over all the land of Egypt removing his signet ring from his hand Pharaoh put it on Joseph's hand he arrayed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain not the same Joseph that started with a coat of many colors that his brother snatched from him not that Joseph not the Joseph that started with a coat of many colors and his brother snatched from him. Not the Joseph at Potiphar's house when Lady Potiphar kept trying to get Joe to sleep with her. And because he, he was responsible and disciplined, she set him up and grabbed a piece of his garment. He fled and she used the garment to lie and say, look what your servant tried to do to me. He's had at least two articles of clothing snatched. But when you make it, God is going to put some new garments on you. God is going to put some clothes on you that nobody can snatch away from you. You've been in a snatching season where people snatched your favor and tried to snatch your joy and tried to snatch your swag and tried to snatch your stability and tried to snatch your anointing and tried to snatch your happiness. But is there somebody at the eight o'clock service that can lift your hands and say in this season, it's gonna be so much favor coming my way. I can't even remember what happened to my last outfit because God's going to give me some new stuff. Here comes a new ring and here comes some new clothes and here comes some new opportunities and here comes some new positions and here comes some new strength. Can you shake your neighbor's hand for the second to last time? And I want you to give them the thesis of my sermon. Look at them and say, neighbor... The reason why you won't remember all the bad that happened is because so much good is going to come your way to outnumber everything bad that happened. I've had some good days and I've had some bad days. I've had some weary days and I've had some sleepless nights but when I look around and start thinking things over all of my good days outweigh my bad days so I won't complain sometimes the clouds hang low I can hardly see the road and I ask the question 8 o'clock Lord why so much pain but he knows what's best for me although my weary eyes they cannot see so I just lift my hands and say thank you Lord thank you for the pit 
Thank you for the battles. Thank you for the tears. Thank you for the setbacks. Thank you for the setups. Thank you for my enemies. Thank you for my struggles. Thank you for my sleeplessness. Because if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know you could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith in God's word could do. Is there anybody at the 8 o'clock service that can give God praise? Because he's erasing your memory. All that trauma. All that violence. All those lies. All that hurt. All that pain. You won't even remember it. Because everywhere you look, you're about to see another blessing. And another one. And another one. And another one. Miracle after miracle. Increase after increase. Suddenly after suddenly. Breakthrough after breakthrough. Kept after kept. Promotion after promotion. Abundance after abundance. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all. Y'all didn't come from no church. Because somebody ought to look back over your life and thank God what the enemy meant for evil. God turned it. Praise him for what he turned around. Praise him for what he worked out. Praise him because what he made right. Praise him because he flipped it. Praise him because he fixed it. Praise him because he worked it. Praise him because he changed it. Pray How about three people say, watch God flip the script. Watch God flip the script. Watch God flip the script. I bet you won't shout. Because so many scripts have been flipped in your favor. So now unto him hey, who is able to do exceeding Somebody holler, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. Has anybody survived something that you didn't think you would survive? And now you can't even remember how you survived it. Tell one more person, I'll tell you why I can't remember. Because I've been kept. Ooh, I've been kept. If you've been kept praising, if you've been kept blessing, if you've been kept holler at it. Let me get y'all out of here. Y'all didn't come for no church. Y'all didn't come for no church. 
I feel a dance right there. I feel a I survived dance right there. I feel a I made it somehow dance right there. Then we're taking these 30 seconds. Come on and put those hands together. Cause you survived it. And he flipped it. And he worked it out.
Come on, lift those hands and heal my memory. So I don't keep bringing up stuff you've already delivered me from. Heal my memory. So I don't mess up my promotion. Because you brought me out of this pit, but I still got pit in me. Heal me, Lord. So I don't overreact with new people you send to bless me. Because I still think they come with ulterior motives from the last people that wounded me. Heal me. In the name of Jesus. Soon as I stop worrying. Worrying how the story ends. I let go. And I let God. I ain't preaching the text. I'm preaching my life. I let God have his way. That's when things start happening. When, when? When I stop looking at what happened? I let go. What you do? So. your life let go that's when things I stop looking at that My prayer for you is that you be re released from the emotion. You may never forget what happened, but the energy of the emotions, the anger, the resentment, the sadness, the fear, the doubt, the insecurities that were planted because of the event. We can't change the event, but I release you from the emotions and the bondage of what that event caused for you. No, you should not have had to go through that. No, you were a victim. But in Christ, all things become new. And so with that in mind, I open the doors of the church Somebody needs a Joseph's Manasseh where you can now birth something in your life that reminds you, I don't even know what they said. I'm so past that. I'm so bigger than that now. I'm so beyond that now that I can't even remember the name. If you're here, my sister, come on. If you're here, my brother, come meet Jesus. He'll wipe the slate clean for you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my sister. Freedom is yours today in the name of Jesus. 
Is there anybody else? Come on, come on, come on, come on. We don't have long. We don't have long. If I'm talking to you in the balcony, y'all stand too. Y'all in church, everybody's standing as able to stand. Thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all are with us. Somebody may need to come out the balcony. Come on and accept Christ today. Come on and join the church. Some of you are looking for a place to call home. And you've been visiting, visiting, visiting. God is telling you, come on home. It's all right. Come on home. If you feel that that's for you, smile at that person beside you with a real smile and say, friend, if you need Christ, if you need a church home, if you need to make some changes, tell them I'll walk with you. Tell them, come on, come on, don't be scared, don't be scared, come on, come on, come on, come on, my brother, come on, my sister, come on, come on. We got about 20 seconds left. Make a move and watch how God will clear it. Watch how God will clear it for you. sister into the family of fellowship in the family of God welcome home welcome home my sister God bless you may God continue to answer your prayers and surprise you with more than you've ever expected I'm gonna put you in the hands of our first touch ministry they're gonna get some information to you and from you y'all give her a good God bless you welcome Did anybody get a word today? Did anybody get a word today? Lord have mercy. I tried to warn y'all. That thing came from heaven. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. And sometimes you got to say it when you do remember. What was your ex's name? What was his name? Child, I can't say you don't remember till you really don't remember because you'll shut down unnecessary conversations what I heard they did I don't remember God's been too good to me to keep bringing up stuff that's irrelevant be free saints do y'all hear me from my soul today be free to move into your future and accept all the new beautiful things that God wants to send your way. Ooh, I hope y'all heard the Lord today. I hope you heard from the Lord today. I'm going to stand in the back and shake some hands for at least 15, 20 minutes. Now do me a favor. 
I know sometimes people don't know what we're doing, so it gets confusing. If you're not shaking my hand, use another exit, amen? Just, just, just avoid that whole area. And what they're trying to do, our wonderful pastoral support and security, they're trying to create a line along the wall because I stand on the wall. So if y'all just make it easy, go ahead and create that line so they don't have to stand there and y'all get upset and all that stuff. Y'all know Christians, two minutes after church is over. Y'all be ready for this means war. Do you hear me? In the parking lot cutting up, just left church. Cutting folk off, trying to get to 94 and 90. Jesus, slow down, mother. I love y'all in real life. And I pray that this word settles on good soil. It's one of those words you got to take in for yourself. Yeah. Can I tell you, it happened to me last night. I was with our youth pastor. And I told this story about the lady that told me uh, that I was going to be a little fish in a big pond when I get to Morehouse. She told me in high school, you're a big fish in a little pond. But when you get to Morehouse, you're going to be a little fish in a big pond. And Pastor Jill asked me innocently, she said, I know you told that story a couple weeks ago when you were preaching. She said, have you seen that lady lately? I said, I don't even know who the lady is. I don't remember her name. I only, if I saw her, I'd walk right past. God will heal you. So much. I'm not even kidding, y'all. I don't, I don't even know who's, I need to stop telling the story now. Because if she's irrelevant, so was her statement. Y'all better holler at your boy. May your struggles keep you near the cross. May your troubles show that you need God. May your battles end the way they should. And may your bad days prove, come here Joseph, that God is good. And may your whole life keep on proving that God is good. Let the church say amen. Hey, be still. Wave your hand at me if you're an October birthday baby. Y'all show some mad love to the October birthday babies. Deacon DeAndre didn't wave his hand, but he's an October birthday baby. His birthday is today. Happy birthday, y'all. Have a good week. I love you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Hug somebody. Tell them, make it a great week. 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 Don't just have one. Make it. Make it. Make it. Make it. Make it. Make it a great week. Hey family, I pray you've been blessed by this message that God gave me. I hope you stay connected to Fellowship Chicago through YouTube, Facebook, or our website. Go to fellowshipchicago.com today and make sure that you stay updated on all of the great things that are happening on the ship. Until we meet again, may you be blessed by the power, the peace, and the provisions of God. Peace, peace.